Xbox Record This is a podcast celebrating all things gaming, food, and the good old days. Hosted by three BFFs, Daddy Diwali, Chipotle Bear, and Bubble Boy N7. This is Cortana. And remember, don't make a girl a promise if you know you can't keep it. As always, Spartans, see you online. Oh, hello. Captain Pete Mitchell, a.k.a. Maverick here. And welcome to Xbox. Record this Halloween spectacular episode 78. Joining me as always is the assistant to the co-host who is... Alfonso. Elephant Luigi. No, Alfonso from (laughs) Alfonso's Ice Cream in Sing 2. Come on, man. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Welcome, Alfonso. I, I'm sorry. I'm. I didn't see Sing Two. I saw the first. The, the ears are a little rough. I know, but I, I remember there being an elephant. I didn't know that was Pharrell. Oh, X. Oh, ice cream with an A for Alfonso. Very nice. Alfonso, yeah. Joining us as always, the assistant to the assistant to the co-host. He looks like a hammerhead shark with an XRT hoodie on. Chipotle Bear, how are you? Uh, I'm doing wonderful. You may have heard of uh, Jaws. Well, I am his Mexican brother, Jeff, out here as the hammerhead shark. Uh, A little late to the recording tonight, but happy to be here. Happy Halloween, everyone. Make sure you inspect those candies and any that you're unsure about, you can send my way. you heard it here first and Chipotle Bear that extra candy because Lord knows I'm not checking the candy. I just assume everything is a-okay. Guys, let's jump into an action-packed episode. But before we start, I have to give the biggest huge XRT shout out to my son, Grayson Walensic. Happy birthday, buddy. He just turned five years old. And right. happy birthday, Grayson. I happy love birthday, you so Grayson. much. Happy birthday, uh, buddy. I would describe Grayson as he's he's hysterical, caring, and very creative. I love my son. He's such a great big boy now. So happy birthday, Grayson. Is it like looking in a mirror for you? No, but I mean, creative, he's just, he's just, oh, yeah, exactly. I'm not creative. That's just it. Like when he creates things with these magnetiles, you guys, it's, it's crazy. He's just so great and great at drawing and everything. But I wanted to share this video with you. I'm going to turn the volume up here. This is him opening up. His, well, you'll see what it is. This is amazing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you see, he really just like, ah, just had to scream at the top of his head. He gave him an aircraft carrier, the Top Gun aircraft carrier with some jets. So happy, you guys. I couldn't help but laugh when I saw that. So I'll make sure and send that to the chat. So happy birthday, buddy. You got to make sure to take some really cool photos in your Halloween costume and save them on like really old photo paper. So he finds them when he's like 30 and he gets them tattooed on his shoulder like you in your like, Pete Mitchell costume. <laughs> yes. Phenomenal. We should. So I can't wait for Halloween. Halloween is coming up this Monday. Hope you all have a safe Halloween trick-or-treating. But guys, let's jump into some shout-outs. And before we even start, because we have a lot of XRT shout-outs, Jose. We are popping off this week, Jose. But before we get into that, guys, we got to get to the bottom 
of this mystery XRT package right here that old <laughs> Wally got. Jose is laughing over there. So here's I'm laughing here's, because you put it all I over thought, our chat. Right. What do you mean? I thought you were joking. No, here's the fan mail, right? Okay. So I received this package a few days ago and it says, Oh, hello. It's actually it says uh hello, not O U H. Okay, so that, that's kind of throwing me off. You may consider this a trick, but I am sending you my favorite treats enjoy an xrt fan okay so this is our first official fan mail package sent to the p.o box aka my house is, was there any white powder in it here, here here's what we got in anthrax, it. Kid? anthrax? <laughs> heinous just get a load of this you guys wiley oh Wall- my, dude i will pay you good money for those those Did- are incredible Classic black gourmet yes. licorice. Australian licorice. That's as okay. good as it gets right there. Well, we're going to get back to this, right? So this Sounds apparently gross. is expensive. Okay. And okay. So that's my first clue. Black licorice, expensive black licorice at, at that. Then, good gosh. Just yeah, those Whopper, whoppers, folks. Exactly. Didn't even open it because I'm not even going to waste my time. Same with the black licorice. Disgusting. Another one. Uh, try them. Good, you, good and plenty. I don't like them. They're gross, man. All right. Maybe I'll try them. I don't know. They're I not guess. bad. I like a good and plenty. <laughs> Chance's favorite. Oh, of course. <laughs> I want to know where this person found those. I couldn't see what those were on the video. Might be the only Nick, what these ever. are called the Nick and Nip? The, the, the fake pops with, I don't even know what's inside. Yeah. The, uh, was that wax? I don't know. <laughs> Just keeps going. Dots. Oh, what's my worse? I Christmas. They're already Christmas dots. What is going on here? It's Halloween. So but jealous. The, just as ba- I tried some of these, just as bad as I remember. Too chewy and medicine-y. Tastes like medicine. My gosh, disgusting. The only good thing in this box were these. The circus peanuts. I told you peanuts, that circus peanuts. peanuts were good. <laughs> And yes, no, you were right. I, I've, I've been eating all of these. In fact, I'm they're probably going to eat one right bad. now. So, okay. So I, right away when I got this, I was like, this was Jose or this is Jose's mom. Why would I spend my and money he's, on that? Exactly. And I and never so, use all caps when I write. That's ridiculous. Do you really think Jose's going to go to the candy aisle and be like, let's get all so, this head stuff? So let me continue with my investigative skills here. So yes. So it is written in all caps. Well, actually, it's not written in all caps. Actually, it's perfectly- Good English, but Jose would have gotten the oh hello correct. And I don't know. He did whoever wrote this, he or she did put the trick and the comma inside the trick or treat. So I'm like, mm, could this be bacon? I don't know. This grammar seems too good for X bacon gaming. Throwing me off. <laughs> Dang. So, so 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 right away I'm thinking it's between bacon and Jose and Jose's mom because uh, Jose, I think might be the only one who has our our address in Lakewood. Okay, so that's that was my reasoning. And baloney, what about that's, Felix? That's fair. You I do you have your address. Felix? And wait, it gets it gets. I, I dug a little deeper on the package. It's zip code of origin eight zero two two seven. Okay, which is Bear Creek High that's School like Bear zip Creek code. High school, to be fair. Very close to Jose. It is not. It is not Jose's considering house. Considering ninety nine point three percent of our fan base is Bear Creek teachers. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So that leads me to my next point. 
Bacon wrote to me right after the episode saying how he loves black licorice. He's like, and then I sent him the picture. He's like, ooh, that's the good expensive stuff. I'll take that if you don't want that. And he loves Whoppers and he loves all this caca candy. And I'm like, it's got to be bacon. This has got to be bacon. He denies it. But then I'm thinking, who else could have access? His wife, Nell, at Bear Creek High School, who could have sent the package from that zip code as well. So it's between Bacon, his wife, and Jose. I asked J-Biz, thinking about J-Biz too. J-Biz is like, no. And the other clue here, you guys, whoever sent this not only spent more than probably $10, $15 on this candy just because of that black licorice alone, also spent $10 on shipping. So this person has disposable income to send me Ooh, this that changes package. So Could there we go. Be a teacher. Exactly. Let me see the well, let me see the label from far away. Don't show your address, but is it red or is it black? The ship the shipping part. It's black. Why? Because at Bear Creek, we have like a, a we have a scale to send stuff, but it's like a red ink. You know what I'm talking about? Like it's like a metering system. Send so it didn't 10, come from twenty one. I know I'm not saying it came from the high school. I'm saying it came from a UP UP. USPS store nearby, or so they who's your, your top three is I already bacon, told you it's bacon's it's wife. bacon, bacon's wife, and Jose's mom. That, that's the only way. I can test. Is, I can text my mom and ask her. Okay. Well, whoever sent this great package of treats, not tricks. Whatever, please you have reveal to be upset yourself. about. You got your circus penis. <laughs> oh no, the circus penis. Circus penises I've been eating all day. Like I've. <laughs> I'm going to finish these right now. But seriously, thank you to our XRT fan. I will gladly send these back to you because I'm not a chance because I'm not going to eat. I'm not going to eat any any of these. So thank you to our loyal. Jose, tell me the truth. Did you you send this? Because I'm like, Jose. I I swear on the lives of my children, like my two-year children, I did not send you the package. Because if I did, I wouldn't be able to hold it in. I would be like waiting to say stuff on our chat. I don't and know, I, Jose. You're and, a pretty good actor. Like Snelling said, dude, I don't know what's up with your phone because we literally have the same phone. I don't know why your videos always come in so tiny. because I, I think I have it at 4K30 and that just can't handle it. My default maybe, video man. settings. Anyway. Even if you send it to me with your – yours comes in tiny for me. <laughs> but I will tell yours you both. Com- I've, been, I've been doing some pre-planning for Christmas and I'm pretty pumped about Christmas. This oh, year. That's no. all I'm going to say. Oh, I haven't even been thinking. You, I, mm, I, I think I got you beat. Oh, well, you're both going to beat me. I'm I just going to send you a gift card again. <laughs> Guys, this has been the, the definitive XRT, XRT. Please. Card. Oh, wait. We got to get into shout outs. I was like, the, the mystery continues on. Allie keeps laughing and giggling upstairs. I'm like, who reached out to you for our address? Because she's like, I don't know. Nobody reached out to me. You know, she's like, but I can guess. I'm like, well. I did. So I did reach out to her, not for your address. Yes. So. And okay. So I, she did mention, she didn't say it was you, but she said somebody else reached out it to her, but not, not about this. So, it, okay. Thank you. So that eliminates you from this. I needed so. to know if it was two ply or a single ply. Always oh, two-ply. it's always, yeah, I, mean, I get the good size. I, I already told you guys, the Kirkland Signature brand TP that apparently Jose uses, Kaka. I only get Charmin, best of the best. Give me the full padding of TP. I'll pay the $22 or whatever it is now, thanks inflation, for the massive pack. So let's move on to more shout-outs. Again, we need to get to the bottom of this. Please write in. Claim your stake. Oh, wait, another guess. Could it have, wait, it couldn't have been... Um, or maybe it's this new write-in we got here. So Jose, why don't you take this one away from Michael Berquist on Instagram? 
Absolutely. From Michael Berkowitz on Instagram, it says, Hey guys, great job on the pod. I love listening every week. I'm here to provide some intel on my dear friend and fellow listener, Claire Fowney. That's Claire to square for all you listeners out there. When we were recording our podcast, Sparkly Nonsense, this week, she revealed that she doesn't like candy at all. Like, uh, would pass objection! It, Extremely racist! Uh, yes, that, that applied. That, that uh, like, would pass it up if offered. Blasphemy. Could not mm. agree with you more, Michael. Mm. He said, also, thank you for the rec to play inside. Such a scary, bizarre, and fun game. From one teacher to another, keep up the good work. Also, huge shout out to Sparkly Nonsense Pod for following us on Instagram. Uh, if you haven't listened to Sparkly Nonsense, really great podcast about pop culture and just they you already know, have funness. more followers on Instagram than us. Blowing up. Okay. <laughs> uh, and a huge shout out to Michael. Michael is also a former student like Claire for mine, but also a great friend and a teacher as well. Um, he teaches middle school, which man, sign of the cross, heart goes out to oh, that man. guy because I don't know if I can do it. But do we know where Michael. does he teach in Jeffco? He does teach in Jeffco. Does I don't he teach say in eight zero two two seven? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. I don't know that for sure, but <laughs> I don't think Another so. one that I was like, could it yeah. be Michael? Exactly. You can yeah. text us his school. Yeah, send yeah. it in the chat right now. Yeah, he um, is a, he's actually a theater teacher, and he has some pretty rad productions. Um, I've not gotten to see any of them. Sorry, Michael, but uh, I know you're doing great work out there, buddy. So glad you're doing well. Thank you for the ride, and we appreciate yes, thank it. thank you so much, Michael. And also, shout out to Sparkling Nonsense Pod for following us on Instagram. I did not follow back, but that's only because... I strictly am only following, I think, one person on Instagram and it's Xbox. So I'm just gonna, I just wanna keep it that way. No offense. I will follow it on my personal one. Um, next shout out. Uh, Chance, why don't you take this one away? Yeah, long time listener, first time caller. I am honored to get a shout out without even writing in. Thanks for the wedding. Congrats. Your invitations were in the back pocket in case we had anyone drop out. But unfortunately, it wasn't the case. Nicole and I are in the parlor now about to get our tattoos. She is getting April O'Neil and I am getting Casey. I am adding Casey Jones to my collage. It's amazing. Loving the show. But I know. You got to send those in when they're done. Yeah, I need to see this. I need to see this right away. Uh, loving the show, boys. Even though D Wally's definitive lists never seem to match mine. Anyways, easy five star rating sent your way on Spotify. Uh, thank you, sir. Um, as a newlywed, what advice can you give me to squeeze in some nights of solid video Ooh. game sessions? Question mark. Hashtag see you online. Dot dot dot. Eventually, now. Captain Caveman Mikey Burgess, shout out. By the way, Mikey, are you sure that you didn't send my invitation out? I'm still I'm Mikey, anticipating I, getting it just a little late here. I gotta ask, man. What are you talking about? If you're a newlywed, I don't think you get to play video games. Jose, you want to weigh in on this? Because I've got I've got a theory. So I have I have thoughts. I, I don't I'm not as uh, doomsday-ish as chance in the sense that it's not gonna happen. Here's what I would say though, and, and there's a couple points of, of order here. Number one, there is a good chance, and I, I don't know your life, I don't claim to know your life, though it's great to hear from you, buddy, that uh, in the next couple of years, if you have not already bought like a home together, whether that's an apartment, condo, house, whatever, that's probably likely, right? And part a big part of that process is time making that home your own. And so I will say that probably what would be a lot of your time on the weekends and in the evenings is going to end up going to like projects and stuff, which is honestly great. Like I'm a huge fan of home projects, like our co-hosts are as well. Um, and they are worth it. They, it's nice to make your space your own. 
it is a little hard to kind of give up that that quote unquote freedom and individual time, but it is well worth it. Um, and I would also encourage you, honestly, man, to relish that time. Like, don't get me wrong. It's a bummer when you see all your boys on Grounded or Friday the 13th or Battlefield or whatever. And you're like, oh, I just want to go into gaming. Your boys will be there. Like, I can tell you these two boys that I'm looking at on the screen right now who I've known for a very long time. There was a good period of our life where we were getting married, buying homes, having kids where we still talked and we still communicated. But like that true gaming time just really wasn't there. Um, and it honestly has only been the last couple of years, mostly since we kind of started the podcast, that that's really started to come back into our lives. And I have no regrets about that. So I, I would just encourage you to lean in, enjoy your time with Nicole, enjoy as you build your home and build your family if that's the route you want to go. Um, if you, though, need to scratch that itch, because to be fair, like my one of my wedding gifts was an Xbox and I love to play with my Who got you that? Yeah, two of these guys right here um, <laughs> was learn her sleep schedules. And aim Ooh, for that. Yeah. Like truly that's, I, I don't, I'm not trying to be, I'm not saying like that you don't want to spend time with her and you don't want to hang out with her, uh, you know, in bed and stuff. But like truly like that's when I got to play like destiny when it came out, that's when I got to play black flag assassin's creed, like because Victoria would go to bed early cause she just tends to do that. And so it was like, okay, I'll be on after 10 PM and I get that time in. Um, and granted, like that's a lot what I do now. Like my kids go to bed around eight o'clock victoria usually falls around around 9 30 and then depending on how late i'm gonna stay up that's when i get time to play battlefield i played battlefield with chance last night i played dan with and snelling and nico and all the boys and stuff on the weekends and stuff but that's my advice to you is, is learn those it's not worth the fight to be like i'm gonna go play games and you go do something else that's probably just not gonna work out man if i'm being real honest with you so those are my thoughts dan what do you got bud all right mikey let's get into the definitive daddy Diwali xrt list on how to play video games as a newlywed here okay jose has great advice you know it's all you know lovey-dovey and you know that's great and all but let's be real mikey you need your alone time too at the same time okay it is very healthy to have your own separate time so don't feel bad about that as well you need to have your own time you need to have your individual time do not forget that that is is also an important part of marriage right jose a chance i think they would both agree with me on that one. Oh, a hundred percent okay so at the same time yes cherish the time you have now especially that's one piece of advice i will agree with jose on is Ali and I moved quick, as everybody knows. We were, gosh, we started dating in October. Actually, our six-year dating anniversary was just recently. And then we got engaged in February. And then we were married. We moved in March. And then we were married in April. Okay. Oh, and Grayson had already been conceived by then, too. All planned, by the way. This was all planned. So before you say anything, I knew leading up to Grayson being born, Mikey, that we needed to go and do more. And I, I feel like that's I, not a regret, but we definitely went from having all the time in the world for the first few months to not having any time, just us when we had kids. Like when you have kids, it changes everything. So that's what I will say. When You don't have to worry about it right now. You'll, you'll have plenty of time to game with the guys. Like Jose said, just when she goes to bed, you game, you sacrifice some sleep. And there'll be times when, you know, she'll be out. That's when you game, you know, you just got to just always plan it when she's doing something else or when she's sleeping is what I would say. But at the same time, my biggest piece of advice, Mikey, enjoy being able to go out to dinner, going on trips, just random dates, going to see a movie, just simple little things that you can do now before do as much as possible before you have kids because kids change everything. And for the best and 
the best ways, right? Jose and Chance yeah. there. He's there. absolutely and I can, right. I can give you an example. So Ashley and I, tomorrow night, in fact, are going on this thing called a date. Oh, what? Um, I know, I know. And it was funny because uh, my my mom is the go-to uh, babysitter, of course, in these kinds of situations. And mm-hmm. so I texted her, I was like, hey, what are you doing like Friday or Saturday? Do you mind taking the girls? And her first instinct was, uh-oh, is everything okay? <laughs> Who died? What do you mean? What? And I was like, no, we're going on a date. And she's like, what's that? Like, what? A, a, a what? And so, and it is. And they're the best thing that will ever happen to you. Um, if you choose to have them, yeah. but by all my goodness, the the time you will look back on that and just be like, I had no idea how much mm-hmm. true freedom I really had, and how much sleep I could have on yeah. a whim. Do whatever you want, sleep yeah. in randomly, like just not do whatever might anyway, and then like just be like, you know what, we're going to breakfast now. Yeah, and Gosh. I don't know. That's the biggest piece of advice. Don't worry about gaming. Don't worry about planning and having Lucky. a life before kids Was and some vacations yeah, oh like gosh some, just go some... as many trips as you can yeah my gosh yeah we did we oh never mind i just <laughs> see we just all right this is like, a yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on mike you just getting us on the debbie downer train but you know it's it's kids again amazing but also it's all true our parents right the most beautiful thing but also the most challenging thing of my life hands down without a doubt it's and it's not not easy but anyway congratulations mikey on congrats buddy yeah and we're very happy writing in hope the hope the wedding went well yes please jump picture of the tats go on bubble boy jumping right into it um since we're only just 20 minutes in quick warm-up Quick warm-up is going to be the top five best monster types. Top five best monster types. And and as soon as – at first I was like, oh, best movie monsters, right? But then I was like, no, because you could you could do just an entire list of yeah. just different – of X or of different Y or Z. And, and there was a, a qualifier on here, and I said, it can't be real. For it to be a monster, it can't be real. And you can argue with Uh-oh. me all you want. But aliens are real, so aliens mm. do not count. Aliens cannot be on this. All list. right, let's jump into my list. Nor then, can boy. nor can um, evil robots because those are also real. Or Bigfoot. Okay, so, so here's my list. Here's the definitive XRT Daddy Y list. Top five monsters. Number five, vampires. Number four, zombies. Number three, demonic creatures. I guess that in general, I I, yeah. classify, I classify that as a, a monster. Let's be real. I mean, yeah, that's like fair. a, that's fair, a yeah. devil spawn, yeah, exorcist. Kind of but, well, yeah. you know, number two. Uh, sorry, Chance, creeping me out. Some of the scariest movies because of the potential of them being real. Aliens. I'm sorry, I You're had aliens on my right. list. And but what we're gonna have to do later is top five aliens. Like okay, that, that could be its own. <laughs> yeah, yes, of it. course, all it. these. And number one, ghosts. Because again, this goes into the potential paranormal activity, scared the cock out of me, all tying together with demonic creatures. Number one, potential. Again, I've never seen a ghost. I don't really think they're they're real, but if I ever saw one, you bet your buns I'd be running yep. the other way because I'm yep, scared yep. the cock out of me. So Jose, what about you? So I I apologize. I did not get that last qualifier, and it only affects one of my my choices. But this was actually really fun for me because I was actually talking about this with my daughters, who are also big into Halloween. Um, so our honorable mentions are ghosts and demons, um, and and Scarlet made me say Cookie, which is her stuffed animal that's a monster, and she's <laughs> like, "You better put Cookie in there." I was like, "It's right there, baby." I I copy. Uh, so those are honorable mentions. Number five for me officially: Pocket Monsters, also known as Pokemon. Right, I okay. think those yeah. are okay. 
a, they deserve to be on the list. I understand they're not like a horror monster, but like Pokemon is a worldwide phenomenon. I'm big into Pokemon myself, so I had to put that on the list. Number five. Number four, I put mythical monsters, as in Medusa, Cyclops, mummies, right? Mummies, I, I know mummies are real, but mummies like, them. I'll, I'll just, I'm just going to put mummies right there for you. Continue. Yeah. Number three, vampires. I do. I love vampires, man. I love vampire movies. I like vampire video games. I like Anne Rice interview with a vampire. Right. I'm excited for exactly, uh, and that kind Redfall. of can, can yeah. kind of be real too. People sucking your blood. You know, cannibals or something. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. in New Orleans. We went to the vampire cafe. I got to drink a cocktail out of a blood bag. Like I like the I like the vampire life. Number two, zombies. Like I admit, for my a good part of my like life and media and stuff like walking dead zombies are just a great villain resident evil really started with zombies like they're a big part of the horror genre for me so i love zombies um and then my number one believe it or not is cryptids do you know what cryptids are so cryptids are like the general classification for things like the loch ness monster the jersey devil bigfoot that kind of stuff it's like all of those like mythical they're not mythical they are maybe real, probably real. And mm-hmm. the way I always explain it, like Penelope asks me a lot. She's like, is the Loch Ness Monster real? And I tell her, I don't know. I just like to believe that it's real. I just like Chupacabra. to believe that. The Chupacabra is a great one. That's a great cryptid. And she asked, well, why do you want it to be real? And I said, because I just like believing that there's a lot to this world we don't understand. I think the world is very boring when we have all the answers. I think it's more exciting when we have this kind of belief of faith. And so... I like to believe that they're real. I, I would love to go to Scotland to Loch Ness one day. Am I going to get on a boat? Hell no. Am I going to go near the water? Maybe in the daytime if I'm with friends. But other than that, like I just, I like kind of that like general fear of things. Like I love to believe about Bigfoots and Yetis and that kind of stuff. So that is my official number one because that's actually I think what it got me into monsters yeah. was learning about that stuff as a kid. So uh, nice. that is my official list. That's a great list because, and I, you know, I kind of joke when I say you can't do Bigfoot. Um, I'm not joking when I say you can't do aliens or robots because those are real. I, I like it. <laughs> I like the cryptids. You, you did one of my honorable mentions was the little known cryptid, the Chicago Mothman, which is a famous yeah. character. Yeah. Um, not the the man, not that Mothman that was in the bunker. Oh, like in his skin. Yeah, he does a he does a sh- Chicago Mothman uh, who's whose holiday I think is Saturday night because it's the night before the night before Halloween. Um, and you're supposed to put like a beef sandwich out on the front door and he'll come and you got to send me a link to that. That sounds hilarious. I oh, love it's to so to that. funny. And he does this like horrible or like incredible, um, like Chicago, Wisconsin accent when he talks about it, it's, it's great. So that's an honorable mention. Um, and then the cookie monster, I think different than, um, Scarlet's right, like the yeah. actual like Her, hers blue. is a monster named Cookie. Okay, it is not so I'm the saying cookie the monster. cookie, yeah, the Cookie Monster. Um, but then number five, so anything that's like an orc or an ogre or a troll, I'm thinking like Lord of the Rings for sure on here. Oh yeah, that's a good one for you. Yeah, number four, ghosts. Um, just because again they have to be on there, right? And I don't want to believe that they're real. Number three, zombies. It, you, it's hard not to make zombies cool. Um, I don't tend to love it when zombies are super fast and there's just like one of them. Um, I like it more like uh, Days Gone or Walking Dead when there's just like hordes and hordes of them. Number two, one that I don't think either of you had, uh, dragons. Dragons have to be Ooh, on that's there. That's a good one too. Yeah. And then my favorite, it will always be vampires. I just love vampires. I feel like unfortunately there's not a ton of popular culture that that involves vampires, meaning or that's really good. 
Um, there's a lot oh, of red falls really on its way and, chance. I, yeah. I'm not sure that it's going to be great. Interview with the vampire I'm was pumped. great. Um, the original like Bram Stoker's Dracula book is extremely well done. What about blade? Um, blade. Good old Wesley Trinity, Snipes, right? Blade with, Trinity. With Ryan Reynolds amazing. and, uh, Oh no, Chris no, you Cabello? guys are forgetting the most important one of them all. Twilight. Twilight. That was good. Exactly. Vampire. Listen like skin over there. That's what I was talking <laughs> hey, about. He's Batman now. Come on, man. Look at that transformation. <laughs> yeah, Batman. Yeah. You know what's what's interesting about Ghost, because we all had it. How many of you at some point in your life were up late watching a movie or playing a game and you hear something and you just immediately like there's gotta be a ghost around yeah, me yeah. I mean that's oh speaking of ghosts, shout out to Miso Pony who doesn't listen to the show. Apparently his house is haunted. And he is freaked out by it, and he, he chooses a haunted house. not so, to talk so about retro and <laughs> yeah, it's very it's retro. Very I've been there. It seems like a very nice, cozy house. I don't know where it's coming from, but he's had some experiences. He said so. We'll have to have Pony on to talk about that. But yeah. yes, and if we, if we hurry, we can get to the news before the thirty minute mark. <laughs> <laughs> very quickly, though, Jose. Speaking of when we've been freaked out, one time I was sitting right back there. Chance saw me earlier gaming. There's a window at the far end of this room. I swear to God, you guys, I heard the at the window and I was like, who the heck is at my window? And I was like, oh, I'm just hearing things. And then Maddie, I look again. I was like, somebody is messing with me. Somebody's out it's there. It's probably your XRT super fan. They probably also no, said dude, it was in the game. There was like a random Ooh. window knocking game in oh, my head. You play Senua? Senwa did that it to was, me a couple times. It was some, I can't remember what game it was. But I was like, oh my gosh. I thought it was, it was freaking me out. Yes, I was like the most terrified I've ever we been gotta, recently. We got to talk about that again. When we talk about what I've been playing. Okay, perfect. We'll get, remi- it, uh, yeah. remind us. Okay, so we are a half an hour in, and if you didn't know that this is an Xbox podcast, and we're going to jump into some Xbox news. But before we do, Jose, news I, team, assemble. Uh, I believe it means uh, Wales Vagina for San Diego, right? Uh, Jose, is that what yes. it stands for? Yep, uh, exactly St. Diego? Britannica. Um, Jose, I got to ask you, you've got a poster to your left that's got a red and a black and a white over there. Are you creating some sort of N7 emblem over there? I'm wondering what's going on over there. No, that is not. It's not actually what you think. Those are Pantone colors. Do you guys know what Pantone colors are? Yep. <laughs> judging by the looks on your faces that's a big no pantone colors are like a standard set of colors that artists use for like digital art and stuff like that um they are the pantone colors for halloween so it's bone white oh, black bean that's and orange. harvest pumpkin oh. because of my halloween themed bar hmm. that's what those are God, for. usually I don't see you rounded out the the treat bins from mcdonald's yeah yep we got the collection here uh, and the uh, girls didn't even want theirs. They were like, what do we do with this? I was like, I'll take it. That's a great bucket for like home projects. I'll keep those. So those are mine now. Sorry, Jose. The, your your colors are thrown off to me. You, you, again, you've it's got that the Walmart upload. My, no, you've got that Walmart upload speed. You're all fuzzy. Is, Chance is, is perfectly clear. Blurry. <laughs> we don't know what's going I on over there. barely see your face inside that. <laughs> Let's Xbox news. Let's start out with something positive, you guys. And this is coming from... Where is it? Top, of course. Tom Warren over at The Verge. Microsoft nearly canceled its Xbox adaptive controller. And I just want to read a couple of paragraphs here because I think this is so cool. There was a point in time when the Xbox controller that was designed for accessibility was on the cut list. Recount Seiler. Microsoft was managing budgets and it was about to be unfunded and never released. Sorry, this is Robin Seiler who... Um, He's the corporate vice president of Windows and Devices. Across Teams, Xbox, and Surface, we said, no, 
this is actually important for the world. This isn't about revenue or brand positioning. It's just about, it's just important for people to be able to play games the way they want to. The controller originated from a hackathon inside Microsoft and was refined over the years in several part prototypes and concepts. So a team of Microsoft employees determined to improve the company's accessibility efforts decided to make it a reality regardless of strict budgets. Microsoft employees and manufacturing in China designed in Redmond and the Xbox team came together and said, Skunkworks, we're going to make it happen, said Sealer. It has been a huge success, the controller for the modding community, and has encouraged Logitech to create a range of accessories for the adoptive controller. We've seen Hori make a third-party accessible controller for the Switch, and it's clear Microsoft's big name has helped bring more industry awareness to hardware accessibility and efforts in gaming. It's a huge topic for us to be inclusive, says uh, Grony. Microsoft is not, sorry, micro, it's Ralph Grony, head of Windows and Devices Research, is not a niche brand, and we have a large customer base. The more we can democratize computing, the better we are, making products not only beautiful, but beautifully usable. And this also led to some adaptive kits for Microsoft's laptops, uh, including the Surface line. Guys, I wanted to share this story and just, Praise Microsoft for doing an incredible job for sticking with the adaptive controller, pushing our industry forward, being inclusive, doing it. They're probably losing money on every single one of these things. Or we, we, I guarantee they are. But the fact that it pushed other companies to create accessible controllers, and hopefully, I believe you can use this on almost anything, if I'm not mistaken. Like I, I, I like as long as it's USB. Uh, support it. I'm pretty sure you can use it besides PC and Xbox. I thought you could maybe try to think you can adapt it for the Switch. Hopefully you can use some PlayStation or maybe PlayStation will make their own. I just want to say thank you to Microsoft and all the team for doing this. I think it's very cool. Bubble Boy, any thoughts on the accessibility controller and the story from Tom Warren? Yeah, I like that that story went out there because it, it just shows like again, and we kind of talk about this every once in a while, you know, cause we've all been in meetings at work that are not necessarily low stakes, but definitely like, Oh, should we make this blue or should we make it black? Or um, should we have this geography class be seventh hour or sixth hour? And like just decisions like that, that get made that don't, you know, have a ripple effect, but not in a way like this. I just can't imagine what the ripple effect would have been had they not done something like that. And if they would have been as cognizant to, to look back like and and reflect on that and man, who, who were the people saying no? Was it all about the money? Was it about like an image thing? What was the time when they were saying that? And it made the, one of the other things that I wondered when I read that was, is there anything else out there that like, we don't know about that? They were like, yeah, we're canning that um, again, proud to be part of that. Yeah, exactly. Jose, before I throw it to you, do you remember the awesome controller for the adaptive controller? They mentioned it in 2019 where it was showing uh, that one. Uh, you mean the commercial disabled. for it? Yeah, yeah. I thought that yeah, was Yeah, it was awesome. like the boy, like the tears boy for Christmas. Yeah, was playing like games and his friends are like in the neighborhood. Yeah, be like, yeah, Johnny's going to beat the game. Yeah, and, like everybody's they, running uh, over and cheering yeah, him. Like, watch him. Yeah. still get chills. Like that's a, yeah. an incredible thing. Uh, I don't have a lot to add other than um, it is crazy that they didn't, they almost canned it. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I understand it again, like Chance said from the business decision, but it's, it's really cool that they not only didn't cancel it, but also leaned into it and decided to say like, we're going to really look into this. Like, I can't believe we haven't done this before. And, and it's obviously influenced other companies. I also think it's cool that companies still do things like the hackathon. And I know that 
I feel like for some people, they feel like it's a tired trope to be like, we give all this autonomy to our, our cuts or um, I'm sorry, to our employees. And then they do these cool things. But I think that really does happen. I mean, unfortunately, or, you know, that sounds real negative, but like in the world of education, that's just not really a thing, mostly because of time. Like it's, we don't have to a time to be a month of just work on whatever you want for a month and see what comes out of it. Um, but it, it is kind of cool to see like just the idea of let's get new ideas and new blood in here. And we do get some genuinely cool stuff from that. So I'm, I'm glad that they did it. I'm glad it's out there and um, glad that they're continuing to better it for everybody. Yes. Awesome job, Microsoft. Uh, let's keep it on the Xbox news wire right here. Age of Empires 25th anniversary, you guys. Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition and Age of Empires 4 is coming to consoles. Uh, Age of Mythology with Retold is coming. I have no idea what this game, but Joseph over on placed a PS Trophy Room was super excited about this. Age of Empires is heading to mobile. There's another anniversary edition of Age of Empires 4. Bubble Boy are we missing out on something is age of empires a big bigger deal than i know of like it's 25th anniversary i mean that's kind of a big deal it's the same as fallout here so are you gonna try these out because it's coming to console or were you just kind of like oh cool okay but jose what about you any any reaction to the age of empires coming to console i think it's really cool man i will say i i never i've played age of empires 2 back you in the did day. What uh, is a little it, bit, RTS? a little bit on PC, um, and it's yeah, it's it's like a. Sim Did you city. not watch the video? Well, yeah, I mean, but I mean, like, I don't know what two was like, but I guess yeah, I didn't see that. I do feel like, um, I do feel like it's that's a weird choice to put on console. Like, not not that they can't, and I'm sure they ported it well, and I'm sure people are pumped, but I just feel like it's not. It's not. It's better for a computer because you want it to click around, and you can put more stuff on the screen. Where like when it's a controller, that's a weird dynamic. What about Halo Wars? Fast. Yeah, that's real. That's like real. Uh, I guess it is similar. I don't know. Yeah. I'm excited, man. It's here's a, the way I just keep looking at stuff is like, look, I'm not like pumped for Age of Mythology. I've got plenty that I'm excited about and plenty that I'm playing right now that it doesn't necessarily affect me. But I know there are people that are huge. And this goose was big into Age of Empires, I remember. So he's probably mm. super pumped that's to right. play this again on console. So um, I'm happy, man. I'm happy there are people out there enjoying it. I'm glad to see that they're adding more and more stuff to uh Game yeah, more games coming to console. That's great. always a good thing. Good exact, and if it's on console, it should go to PC. Bubble Boy, do you know what Age of Mythology is? I didn't look it up because the trailer was no. very. It was just like a bunch of stuff. Yeah, you know? uh -uh. I don't. Congrats to all you Age of Empires fans. Did want to say that that was kind of a big deal. Twenty five years. That that's that's crazy. That that is something to celebrate. So moving on. This came out of nowhere, you guys, and I am so pumped and hyped for this coming from Jump Ship Studios. <clears throat> Twitter, and this just happened today, Somerville, November 15th. It's coming, boys. And both of you are like, what's Somerville? Well, I don't even remember this. Guys, this is from the team, one of the guys who left inside slash limbo, Somerville, two weeks. I cannot wait. This is turning out to be a banging, you know, end of the year here with, uh, all, we've still got Pentiment. We've got grounded we've got i still need to play Deathloop. apparently i got a free dlc from that and now we've got i this this game you guys i i've been waiting for so long to play i'm gonna play this immediately jose are you gonna be checking out somerville i, I would like to man do you, is, are you t is it coming to game pass or yes is it just game pass out? day yeah. one this oh. ones this was one of our like top most like yes anticipated games 
Way um, back in the day. After playing Inside, yeah, I will definitely check it out. I loved Inside, but I had a blast, and I loved that it was like just long enough to get me intrigued, but just short enough that I didn't feel like I was grinding through. So. This- because this was the one from not this 2022 summer, 2021, was wasn't it? Before? It? Yeah. Because yeah. it was, I, I can one. remember it being like, I was comparing it to 12 minutes, like seeing them put side by side, like thinking that they were not similar, but like they reminded me of each other. Yeah. Um, it was a long time ago. Uh, I cannot wait. So, Claire, Michael, anyone who's like inside or limbo. Put this one on your radar. Radar two couple weeks. I cannot wait. Somerville, November fifteenth. I'm going to be there day one. And Pentiment. And you know what I like about these games too, you guys? They're going to be short, like you know, six, eight hours max experiences. And I cannot wait. So, Bubble Boy, I think you wanted to talk about Hideo Kojima, our boss. Yeah, our our business daddy over here. And this this one, I just. I saw it and I was like, I don't even want to read this article. I know it's going to be nonsense, but what the heck will go. Um, And it was coming from our buddy Jordan Midler over on VGC, but the title is uh, Hideo Kojima claims his new game is, quote, like a new medium. Um, And I will let him get away with saying something that bizarre just based off of the Psycho Mantis fight in in metal gear solid so i he's allowed to say this but come on he's he's got to stop um he he goes on to say if this succeeds it'll turn things around not just in the game industry but in the movie industry as well and and that's where i was like oh okay so it's really not gonna be that different he's just making another game that he want wishes he could do a movie for um the only thing that made me think like okay this is maybe going somewhere um the article goes on it says a designer added that the the challenge for the unnamed title is building the infrastructure uh you can have successful experiments but there's a long distance between an experiment and a place where it's something that becomes part of everyday usage at first i thought that meant like the artwork and stuff and, and but i was like the infrastructure like is he talking about a new kind of controller is he talking about vr i I'm not going to get my hopes up and I'm sure it's, it's again, it's Kojima. So you have to take it with a grain of salt. Um, but what, what do you guys think this new medium he's talking about is? Let me go first here, Jose bubble boy. Can you just step back maybe like an inch or two or, or re put that pop? Been, I, yeah, I see you adjusting. Yeah. You're Jose. He's a little loud, right? A little, is that yeah. better? <laughs> That's better. Um, I was going to say, Jose, do you think, Chance, I think he might be kind of right. Like, I, I hate to say that a new medium because there were these rumors by that. about him creating this new online. Well, what did he say it was? Like, uh, not a strand game, but like a, uh, whatever like he's VR? doing with Microsoft, whatever he's doing with Microsoft is, is a cloud based game. That's what it was. So it probably will be something different, but I, I don't know, you guys. It, a new I, medium. I entirely know. Well, the, the, the like, comment you said about the movies thing is just hilarious. Just, Hideo, just go make movies. We get it. Just go to. direct a movie. I know you love movies. Also, big fan of Top Gun. He loved Top Gun. Go make your movie. You don't need to just make games anymore. Just somebody let him direct something, please, Jose. Uh, I mean, my gut, yeah, the, I, I went to things like the Quarry, the Dark Pictures Anthology, and I was kind of, or um, what's the one you guys just played? Um, 
that just came out of Game Pass oh, for the summer. Dusk Falls. As Dusk Falls. That's what it made me think like. And to be fair, I haven't played Death Stranding, so I don't know if it fits that same similar, like, a, it's really a story no, with a little bit of gameplay. Well, it's nothing like the ones you just mentioned, but it's very much like a cinematic game. Got it. I mean, the truth is, and as much as you can say what you want about Kojima, he has put out bangers. Like, people like his games. That he, they bring, he brings a lot of money to whoever he partners with. And so, to some degree, I think he's earned the chance to try some new stuff. The other part of that is, like, even Michael Jordan lost games at some point. You know what I mean? The same thing could apply here, where, like, you could put a lot of time and money into something that just doesn't hit the same way you think it does. And and that doesn't mean you shouldn't take risks. Risks are important to push industry forward. Um, but even things like the VR stuff right now, I feel like VR is a big gamble like that for a lot of companies because it's like you could put a lot of time and money into it. And if people just don't really get into it because it doesn't fit the way they want to play games or do something, that could be a lot of time and money wasted. So um, overall, I'm glad to hear from him. Glad our boss is doing well and uh, excited to see what he's got in store for us. But doesn't mean I'm necessarily going out day one to pick it up. We'll see. Chance, you played dust you beat it right yes i really really enjoyed it i thought it was incredible do you think go ahead do you think it was better than metal gear solid 5 overall as a game yeah yeah really i mean five had incredible gameplay probably the best stealth gameplay i've ever played but story besides that first hour did he make five though was this how do you know because it was written, directed, starring, produced, and what did you say uh, that though? I can't. Back to the subject. I think you do, might be talking about the wrong. Do thing. you think Death well, Stranding I, was as big of a hit as it was? was, it, it, was or so was well, it a miss? It was incredible. It was really, really, really unique. It was different. It is not a FedEx simulator, walking simulator. That is something that happens at the beginning, and again, it's like. I think of that back to that that one level in Final Fantasy 15 where you don't have your teammates and everyone's like, that was the worst level ever. And I was like, it was. It was boring. It was awful. It was tense. It did what it was set out to do, which was make you feel like you have to have your team in order to be successful. Yeah, make you vulnerable. The beginning of that game where you're literally just walking and you're like, oh my God, this is such a struggle sets up what makes it more enjoyable later on. And it's not that long. Like the game is long, but like the parts where you have no mobility or very little mobility and you're falling over the place, that's not that extensive part of the game. Uh, I did look up. He did direct uh, Metal Gear 5. <laughs> See, how would you, where would, where did you find that? I was saying, um, apparently this game sold I, I, around 5 million copies Think of the five million of what a hundred and almost fifty million PS4s. Like, uh, is that a hit, guys? Again, what other games chance? sell five million copies, I, though. That's the other uh, question. Uh, lots of other games sell more than that. Uh, Days Gone did. I was just looking it. It um, it, it was one of those like you either loved it or hated it, and I think most people time. that. Or I can't even say most people because I don't know for sure. But my guess is if you took the time to invest yourself in that game, you ended up liking it. I I, I just I guess I, eventually I'd if like and to when play it, it comes to Game Pass, you got I'm Game Pass or PC, and my PC probably yeah. could run it. But dude, I, dude, you'd be doing yourself a favor. You were always asking for something unique and different. Oh, you know what? I'd rather this play, guys. We'll talk about it later. Let's 
any other thoughts on our boss? Hajo, no. uh, good luck. On the I'm, podcast. Not, I'm not dogging on him. I'm like, he is allowed to do this based off, like I said, based off the cycle. Here, here's my concern. Long, chance but... is I just feel like a lot of his games or I guess not a lot. It's just becoming too much acting and movie and narrative and cutscenes and lesser gameplay. And I'm discovering the older I get, I want more gameplay. I can't, I can't do watch these like God of War supposedly had like four hours of cutscenes. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, like that just just let me play the game. But anyway, Death Stranding, I guess you're playing as your UPS simulator. Oh, it's good. Uh, all right, let's move on. Uh, didn't keep bacon. Bacon played it for about an hour and then never again. To the next story, Gotham Knights from the only person who is currently playing Gotham Knights. And I want to well, play it. Don't get me wrong. Let's first of all, Jose, give us some of your impressions and then tie it into this patch okay so for those that are curious i am just under like four minutes under 17 hours into this game um which to be fair only came out last week last friday really because i didn't i didn't play till like 10 o'clock at night and i am loving it like truly enjoying the game a lot i was telling chance a little bit about it this weekend um I think it's absolutely worth the money. Now, to be fair, all the ratings, I know it's it's like getting comically bad ratings from like the most notable one, IGN gave it a five. Um, like someone even took like that modded rate five rating and made it like Spider-Man and the new Spider-Man remaster. So you're playing as the five rating and stuff like I think that is atrociously unfair. I think it's a very cool and fun game because of what you just said, Dan, the gameplay. Like legitimately, I think the gameplay is incredibly solid. I think it's incredibly fun. I think the story is really cool. I mean, I was probably a good six or seven hours in before I even heard the words Court of Owls or even like references to them. The rest of it was all just kind of like getting you into the game, teaching the characters. Um, for my entire 17-hour playthrough, I've only played as Batgirl. I have literally not once played as any of the other characters. And I hear, um, Jose, that's the way to go because in order to like do something leveling up-wise, you have to do some like some sort of quest I heard that like, and that's what deterred other people. Like, I'm not going to go back and do that again to, for the other two or three characters or something. Am I correct on that? There's like, yeah, you are. And, and you know, at some point is maybe when I finish the game, I might go play like the first couple of missions with them just to see what their, their thing was like. Um, but I mean, like, I think that the collectible system is pretty cool. Like I'm actually, it's something that's not totally taking away from the other main stories, but it's something where they're visible enough as you're gliding and driving through Gotham that I'm like, Oh, there's one. I'll go pick it up real quick on the way to what I'm doing. And I really like the choice thing. The way that I can explain it to you that makes the most sense with, without spoilers is it's kind of like gta 5 where there are these things all over the map that you can do and they can advance the story but you can also totally ignore them and still have a, a great time with the story itself um the leveling thing i could certainly be seeing an issue for people that don't want to really get into like the bigger story including some of the other villains because the the court of owls stuff i'm actually overpowered for at this point because i keep doing all like everything i can but anything that involves the other ones harley quinn Mr. Freeze, Clayface, those are actually pretty high levels. Like I'm not even there yet to get to those. So I think it has a lot of depth that way. And one of my favorite pieces is is when the characters do come together for the cutscenes because they're not very long. They're really not. Um, but basically, like the the structure of the game is like you go out on patrol at night. You, you fight crimes in the city. Some of them are just like petty thugs messing with citizens. Sometimes they're like robbing a bank or a truck. Sometimes they're doing bigger stuff and What's, what's cool about it is that if you go to the small ones and you you beat them up just enough before they're about to be knocked out and then you basically interrogate them, then it unlocks like other bigger crimes in the area. Um, 
And then once you once you've kind of done all those crimes, usually there's one big thing you have to do, like go talk to the penguin, go infiltrate this hideout, go do this thing. And then you get all this information. And you have to go back to the belfry to like decrypt it. Um, and and that's when you get the cutscenes between the characters talking to each other, working out the system, talking to Alfred, upgrading your gear and stuff like that. I have really just have enjoyed all of that stuff. The one I do have a couple of complaints and critiques, though, for the record, it's not all roses. I have had a couple of glitching issues, which I know has been a big thing people have talked about. I haven't really seen crazy frame rate issues. Um, the seven, the, the 30, you got that VRR, you got that VRR. You shouldn't, I know to be fair. I have, I have a good TV for the game. Um, I haven't really had a lot of issues with the 30 frames per second. I think it's fine. I think Gotham looks gorgeous. I think like chance mentioned last time, the details look awesome in the game. Like they really did a great job with the details. What I've had issues with is there's been a handful of times where I've like been mid mission and the game just crashes, like literally just out of nowhere. Now, the cool thing is I boot it back up. I log back in and I'm literally right where I was not like back in the belfry, not like I lost all my progress. Like it just, it was like a hard reset basically. Um, the other thing that I had that was kind of interesting was that I got to the point where you can have other people join the game, like friends theoretically. And I didn't know you can turn that on and off. And literally some dude just joined my game and he was Nightwing and he helped me do like three missions. And then all of a sudden my game crashed and I lost him. You know I mean? It just, it was very bizarre. Um, that, that has been kind of a weird thing, but that brings us to the article that I put in here. So this comes to us from G, uh, VGC from Jordan Midler over there, basically saying that there's a patch coming for PC. It's already out by, for a console. It's supposed to come out tomorrow. That basically is going to address a bunch of fixes that have popped up since launch. Most of it is about performance. Um, and that overall experience. So I anticipate this weekend when I play, like it's going to be a little bit smoother, but truly, truly, and I mean this, it's been pretty smooth, man. Um, and I've really actually, part of what I love about the Belfry stuff is that I feel like I'm getting to know Tim Drake as a character to get to meet Jason Todd as the Red Hood, to get to t- meet Dick, uh, um, Dick Grayson as Nightwing. Thank you. Um, just because the, their expressions are super good. Like it's you like the scar, I look at the scar on, um, Jason Todd's face all the time, dude, because of what happened with that story with Red Hood. Like, it's just really well done, dude. And I and I'm just really starting to get heavy into the Court of Owls stuff. And the, the lore is really cool. Like, I'm honestly one of the dudes in games who, when you get collectibles, I don't take a lot of time to like read all the little things you get. I have been doing it in Gotham just because I like that setting. I like that lore. Um, so I overall, I'm pumped. I don't know how far I am into the game percentage wise, but again, I'm about 17 hours in. Um, I will keep you guys updated, but I have just been having a blast overall playing this game. So I highly recommend it. If you don't want to spend the full price, I get it. I get it. And I think chance is right yeah. that by Black Friday, by Christmas, you're going to see some pretty significant drops. I think it's, I, w- I would think it's well worth it at 50, definitely at 40 or 35. It's a steal. So that's Very my, nice. that's my opinion for now. Copy that's that. awesome. I'm glad yeah. you're liking it. Yeah, no, I, I, that's what I've heard. If you like Batman, you you know, if you're just a big fan of it, of course, I, I think everyone's going to enjoy it. I'll wait until they patch everything. I waited for Cyberpunk, and I love my time with Cyberpunk, so hopefully the same will happen with this. By the way, update on VRR. If you have an LG C1 or above, or whatever, maybe Chance, whatever, if it can support VRR on LG OLEDs, it has to be greater than 20 FPS. So as long as it doesn't drop below that, you shouldn't be noticing the frame drops with the VRR. So just an update on that for you. Jose, take it away with Callisto Protocol as well. 
yeah, so this was just an interesting thing that popped up. I was looking for some news stories, and I was honestly like, I thought it was almost like a joke at first, or like I read it wrong. But the yeah. title of it, also from VGC, says, um, from Andy Robinson, sorry, says Callisto Protocol canceled in Japan after developer decides against cuts. And I was like, what are you talking about? This game comes out in literally like a month and a half. How could you be canceling it? And so what happens is, and this is from the article, um, this is the developer saying, we have decided to discontinue the Japanese version of Callisto Protocol. Um, this is from the, the game's official social, social media account this Wednesday. Quote, we have determined that the game cannot pass the CERO, C-E-R-O rating in its current state and that changing the content will not provide the experience that players expect and we would appreciate your understanding in Japan. And basically, they're going to refund anyone who pre-bought it in Japan to give their money back because they pre-ordered it, but they're not releasing it. And I, I'll be honest, I didn't really know about the CERO system, but basically, um, there is a new games like um rating system in japan like a new esrb it is for japan and it's it's pretty strict and it's like a nationwide thing it's like a law basically that if if a title is deemed a certain rating it can't be sold at anything other than that rating and it's greatly affecting like purchasing there um and they were talking about how this is from the article itself that Quote, games censored for nudity and violence in Japan include games like Last of Us, Cyberpunk, Uncharted 1, Witcher 3, GTA 5, etc. Um, this has really affected the gaming market. And I, I'm like blown away by all of this. And so basically what they're saying is that the game is so violent, or I mean, I guess violent enough, that mm. they they will only let them release it if they edit the game. They have to edit yeah. certain things out. And the company's like, no, we're not going to do that. Does that really surprise you though, guys? Because you've been to Japan and isn't it a very conservative country? And by the way, I know there's a crazy scene in The Last of Us Part Two, and I haven't played it, but I've seen it like where Abby, you know, um, chance did you play the second one yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah. i never played it about. Yeah. but here's the thing man. <laughs> i i agree with you and i this is not to knock like i I loved my trips to japan they were lots of fun i wouldn't trade them for anything and I, and I have gotten to know the culture a lot chance has been there a lot for it as well there are there are unique aspects to the culture in my opinion that are not censored if that makes sense like oh one i know of the biggest ones and i'm not going to get into like super deep but like the whole culture of like hentai yeah is incredibly weird. Uh, unique let's use that word so so it's it's interesting to me that a country that is i think traditionally much more conservative and much more proper does have these pockets of it that are that are actually like culturally normal and culturally accepted but is it the violence specifically because maybe the scene i'm thinking about in last of us they didn't even care about it's just the gore and the how they dismember and well i have to, i have to imagine for annihilate people in these for games. callisto it's got to be gore i don't anticipate yeah. there's going to be a whole lot of like love in general in that game um, I could be wrong, of course, but yeah, I mean, Resident Evil was is on that. That that was one of the questions I had because I actually I went I went to put this on our thing too, and I saw you had already had it on there. But like, what does it says? Needless to say, censorship also affects homemade games like Resident Evil. What does it homemade mean? Like Japanese? Yeah, like like Japanese based titles because oh, all those you. other ones are American studios. Uh, that actually okay. Which like again, I I totally understand, and I I am all for for the record like being smart with what you let your kids consume. Like we're already entering that with our kids where we have like limits on what they can see and time, you know, like screen time and stuff like that. I'm not saying we should just be like, good luck out there. You're on your own. But at the same time, like I would be so frustrated and so sad if I lived in Japan right now, even as an American, like if I was there like staying and I was like, I'm so pumped for Holisto protocol and I can't get it now to be fair. Realistically, we live in an, and everything yeah, like, 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 like,
PS5 or Xbox or whatever it is. So I'm sure people that really want to will get their hands on this game through whatever they can. But it's pretty bananas to me that a pretty AAA title, maybe that's unfair to say, but a pretty big title is going to come out and not be allowed there because of this this specific incident that's just just crazy to me you guys thoughts bubble boy before i throw it over to you do you know the other country that's very strict with their video games and releases and a lot of games have been banned there it starts with not. an a something with in middle east America? a a the only big continent start well there's two i guess you said the other country. one yeah it is a country too Australia? Yeah. Very, oh, very strict with their game releases up there, probably with Japan. Very crazy. Yeah, they have to go through a lot of similar things where they have to edit games or they're just like, yeah, you can't release this. So Bubble Boy, uh, any reactions to this? Thankfully, we live in the greatest country I, out there, well, right, boys? We get to play whatever we want. Except for, NC, except for NC-17 games. They don't release it, those. Uh, it almost... Not that it's a good thing. It's obviously not a good thing. It makes me excited. It's like, great, this is exactly what I was looking for, right? Like, that's what I'm expecting out of this game. I'm going to love this game. What's weird, though, it kind of tying into what Jose said, is how us as a culture in a country, we're so okay with the violence and the gore and the, like, in. Preaching to the choir, man. And, and you see half of a you side see a nipple. Like, oh man! Oh. Or, or oh, dude, it's even gotten to the point like, where on I hate to say it. Well, I'm not embarrassed to say this. On Bachelor in Paradise, they used to show the girls in their tight bikinis, and you get to see little bun side buns. Blurs it out now. Yep. Any kind of bottoms now, it's blurred out. Or they have the girls wear like those sashes and everything like that. I, Allie's like, oh, they're just trying to you know not show too much. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm pretty sure the producers like, hey, we got to cover that up. So very funny how we any kind of nudity or physical body which is not that big of a deal all things considered perma banned in the u.s but violence yeah. oh yeah go ahead cut this guy's balls violence off and, and murder all the time in your face is fine by me jose yeah but not me sorry <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to the next story sorry japan you won't be getting callisto protocol uh that which sucks because that's the censorship thing uh video games are you shouldn't be censoring it but that's their laws. Let's move into we'll the last of night. It's great. <laughs> Two stories here kind of tying together, Jose, and I'll throw it over to you after I read this. Xbox Game Pass growth is slowing down on console, claims Phil Spencer. This is, come, of course, Tom Warren. Who else? Phil Spencer confirms on Wall Street Journal Live that Xbox Game Pass is profitable for Microsoft. It's around 15% of gaming revenues for Microsoft. I think it will stay in that 10 to 15% of our overall revenue, and it's profitable for us, said Spencer. Spencer also says Game Pass on console has slowed down. We're seeing incredible growth on PC. On console, I've seen growth slow down. Mainly at some point, you've reached everybody on console that wants to subscribe. And tying along with that, Phil Spencer hints a future Xbox console game and subscription price increases. I think at some point we'll have to raise the prices on certain things. I do think, this is Spencer uh, on the Wall Street uh, Wall Street Journal Live again. I do think that at some point we'll have to raise the prices on certain things, but going into this holiday, we thought it was important to maintain the prices. We've held price on our console. We've held price on games and our subscription. I don't think we'll be able to do that forever, and I do think at some point we'll have to raise some prices on certain things. Jose, take it away on this one. Well, Chance had his hand up first. Why don't you go oh. ahead and go first, Chance? 
Oh, I and it was so funny because I, I had before no, no no before I opened this up, I was like, is it just because like everybody has it? And sure enough, that was like one of the points that they made. They're like, Can yeah, I, obviously. It, go ahead. I, and I wanted to say, I think eventually when the if once this slow growth really slows down or explodes, I think next year specifically because we're gonna have some banger slangers. Let's be real, guys. Oh, There's yeah. too many games. Oh yeah. That's when they need to convert it. Say, hey, base Xbox Live gone convert that to base game pass and then maybe they'll split the tiers here is what you have access to on game pass all of microsoft day one you heard it here first game day one releases that are first party but if you want the third party the indie game first party that we get on day one you need to subscribe to a higher tier maybe that's what i'm thinking here guys that's how you do it you convert it See, get everyone on the game and pass. i think it I think and it'd then, be the other way around. Uh, no, because... And I think it'll release with Starfield. I think that's the date that we'll see this change of of the pricing in the system is when Starfield no, you, comes No, out. no, no, no. I think your it'll come after. Is, I, you're, well, yeah. And I also think your base Game Pass mark will be all first party because you want to push that. And if you want the extra, that is third party. That is the indie developers. And you know, we're going to be yeah. subscribed ultimate, whatever it is. Oh, I love for sure. It. I'll, sorry. I'll go ahead. And it, well, but cause what made me, so what made me think about it and they were just like, yeah, at some point you're going to have every customer or every subscriber that you want. Right. And so there's two people and I'm not going to throw them under the bus and, and out them here, but two teachers at gateway who both have Xboxes for a long time, sometimes listen to the show. Um, I had to like full blown convinced to get game pass. Like, well, I have that like three months for a dollar. So I guess I'll try it. And this was like last year. And sure enough, still to this day, they're like, yeah, I can't cancel it. It's just, it's just too good of a deal. Yeah, but and there'll always be people who just want to buy games like me on the PlayStation. By the way, I barely I'm fully unplugged by now at this point, guys. I only turn that on to play Mass Effect, but chance I, I should send it to you to make use of it a little bit. But th that's where I'm with PlayStation. Like I will only buy games for the system and at a discount because I'm just. That's just how I am. I'm going to wait until they're... I, I don't need to have PS Plus. I don't have PS Plus. I don't have PS Play Pass or whatever, Plus Premium, Kaka, whatever they call it now. On that system, I will continue to just buy a game and be done with it and whatever. But with Xbox and Game Pass, uh, I'm, I'm not like, why wouldn't I be subscribed for life? Jose, thoughts on this? No, I, I put both of these in here. Uh, well, I mean, I think they're interesting. I I'm, I know I bring up a lot of like economic stuff, but I just, I, I, I appreciate that Spencer was talking about this. And what's funny about it is like, I know that we do the same thing for PlayStation stuff. And I'm sure there are people on the PlayStation side looking at this and being like, oh, see, we told you, you know what I'm saying? But the truth is like, I think what you, what you guys said is correct. I think the reality is just that most people that have Game Pass already have it and they're happy with it and they're probably not going to change it. What is important for me, it's, and this is in the article, excuse me, that they have already made this year, or sorry, in 2021, $2.9 billion with a B. That's a lot of money and it's recurring money, right? Whereas video games used to be measured in this like, oh, Tomb Raider came out and it made 28 million and Twisted Metal came out and it made 40 something million. Like that's how we used to measure gaming. And now we're talking about year over year income because that's just how the system is going and to be fair i think it's fine i think game pass is still an incredible deal the one thing that i think is interesting about what will i wonder how this will change is when that family plan comes out 
right? And I've been thinking about this for myself. So just a quick side note, I did actually buy the girls that Series S. I hooked it up upstairs. Penelope was pumped. She's been playing Donut County again. But what I did learn is that you can't play Game Pass games at the same time on the same account. You, you can play can't, other games. Like, yeah, you can't. Can you play other games? Because you, mine like, was if, if you, you buy it and download in, it, yes. Okay, but, but so but she has her own fair, profile. Okay, she that's does. what it and, is. And actually, that's a whole thing. Okay. We can spend a whole topic on that. Um, okay. with Claire when we do the dad stuff but like setting up the like parental stuff was really cool and very interesting but she can play a game if I download it for her and buy it she can't play like she she was going to play um costume quest which is on game pass and I was down here going to play um I forgot what I was playing down here um and I couldn't like I I would cut sense. her off and so, then she would cut yeah. me off and like so it it limits game pass to one person playing at a time but if you both own the game you're, the person who is in your family can play that game while you play a different game. I've learned that you can only play the game if you own it on one console. So, like she could play Gotham Knights at the same time as you. No, you it, let her. No, it no. only allows one uh-huh. access to one one game, one person, whether it's in your family or you. Because I tried to yeah. play Dark Souls or something upstairs while Ali was watching TV. And then, but while it was playing downstairs, and it's like, no, you, you can only play it on one device at one time by one person. Yeah. So she could play Unless Gotham Knights, and games. I could play something on Game Pass Correct. on two different consoles at the same time. We couldn't both play Gotham Knights, even though I bought that outright. It doesn't or both way. play two different Game Pass games. Yeah. So, so what, what is interesting to me is how this will play out when that thing comes out. Cause I was already thinking, like, okay, if it's a five person Game Pass, Right. And it's, let's say it's $30 or $35. So I was like, oh, well, obviously I'm going to go to Dan and Chance first. Like, but I'm going to buy two licenses. Like, I want to buy two licenses because it's probably, you know, at that point, it'll be five bucks a month, $10 for the both of us, which is cheaper than what I'm paying now. And that way, Penelope can start playing games on Game Pass. And obviously, like, we'll take care of their parental controls and stuff. But that'll be interesting to see what that does to revenue and what it does to income. Right. In, or I guess in terms of like whether people sign up for the, for the service because like again as a parent if it was like look i can get something for johnny so he has his own account so i we don't we can play at the same time because that that would be frustrating if it's like penelope get off i want to get on right now you know what i mean like that that gets old where for five bucks i'm just gonna get you the license and move forward so that'll be interesting to see what happens now secondarily the other article about the the prices going up that's what i want to ask you jose let me ask you first I don't think we'll see a price increase in the United States just because the PS5 hasn't increased in price. Do you think they will raise the price of console or do you think they're going to raise just specifically Game Pass and when would that happen? Oh, see, see, that's where I was going to, that's where my point, whole point with this was. I don't after, think this article is is about anything in the near future. I don't think it's Xbox saying after, they after see, the holidays, we're going to raise the price of Xboxes or games are going to become $70 okay. standard. I think, I think it was a discussion that he was having talking with, with investors. And, and he said, look, or, I mean, he didn't say, look, he, he, you have his quotes here, but basically he was like, at some point with inflation, all things go up. Like we're trying to hold our price points as low as we can because that's important to us. We want to provide access. But at some point for us to be a viable company, because remember, companies have to make money, we have to raise prices. And and I think that's fair, right? I think I think eventually we're going to buy Xboxes that cost $600. We're going to eventually pay games that are $100, maybe one day when I'm very old. Like that's just what's going to happen. Now, I know that's upsetting and I know people play the game of like, well, when I was a good, I could go to the movies for $2 and I got popcorn included. And you're like, yeah, but you also got paid $3 an hour. You know what I mean? Like there, there's just some 
level of inflation that we have to work with. Now, granted, I, I feel confident, and this is just my opinion, not even XRTs, that I think Xbox is doing everything they can to keep things affordable and to keep things so that as many people possible can play them. I think they're also very smart, right? I Don't get me wrong. I'm sure that they love that Sony raised their prices because that's a huge selling point to come over to Xbox right now, right? That's a huge point in, in all of the stuff with Activision Blizzard. So I think it's, I think it was strategically, Phil is trying to avoid this like one day, whether that's tomorrow or next year or in 2026 or whenever, when they do raise prices, people aren't like, I thought you said you were never going to raise prices. And he's like, nope, I, we have to at some point. That's just the way things are. Um, you know, I would be honestly surprised if they did raise the price of the Xbox anytime really soon, like even into 2023, because that's been a pretty big argument that they're using with Activision Blizzard. But I guess we'll see. I mean, I don't know how much it's actually affecting them to have, um, I mean, maybe their prices are low where they're actually kind of losing money on it. I don't know. I mean, that's we don't have any access to that information, so I guess time will tell. What do you think, man? I was just going to say, to close out, I would just say, I think what you're saying makes sense. So they're, they're going to do the family plan, plan, see the results of that, going to see what their sales of Game Pass is next year, just in general, 2023, after these banger slangers. And then you're right. After that, then we're like, okay, this is where we can go with pricing. This is what we're going to change. Here's where we can increase. Here's where we'd have to decrease or and, and completely change Game Pass. It's it's, yeah, it's all about Game Pass, really. I mean, really comes down to. And I think I think Chance is right. To be fair, I think that Starfield is going to be a big impetus for some kind of change, but not right away. I don't think they're yeah. going to say Starfield's coming out on March 30th, and, we're, and, this and is we're also raising prices. Yeah. I think they're going to give it enough time to marinate and for people to get like, let it go gold or platinum, let these 10 out of 10 reviews come out, and then say, come play the worldwide phenomenon, and by the way, we're raising prices like $3 a month or something like that. Because I think that's the smart move. Like That's what Netflix did, right? Netflix used to be $8.99 for everybody. And then they were like, hey, it's now going to have to be 11 and we got to make a little more. And we we're like, oh, what's $2, right? No big deal. And then a year or two later, they're like, hey, we're going to actually raise prices to like 12 and there's this new tier that's 14 if you want 4k right and now now we're a couple years from that and we're it's basically 20 dollars if you want 4K thank you t-mobile speaking of which do you guys know anybody that doesn't have the 4k tier i don't what, what? yeah how do me? you how do you watch it we have ups upscale upscales oh my it. gosh oh. it's fine disgusting i don't watch it it large, it's it's to be fair OLED. To be fair, well, it'll look good, but I can see the difference between 1080 like, content I have and 4K. HBO, that looks great. I have Disney, that's 4K. I have Hulu, that's 4K. Like, How do you live? You disgust me. I, I am Somebody bored. So the dude just got mad at me like a couple Let's episodes ago for all of our cable bills. You're like, how do you well, have 4K? I mean, you might as well. To be fair, mine's paid by T-Mobile. I only pay like a small fraction. So that's the only reason why I'm surviving. Guys, that has been the Xbox news for the week. I just want to conclude with some fun facts here about Pete Mitchell. Uh, Chance, just to follow up, he was an O. Uh, he is a lieutenant. He was an O three in the original Top Gun and Maverick. He is Captain O six ranking. Here are some of his medals: Kuwait Liberation Medal, Global War on Terrorism. He was in Afghanistan, two stars. He also. Uh, was a Navy expert rifleman. Oh, Navy expert pistol shot medal. Top Gun Maverick, you guys. He's an all-American hero, right? Bold also, boy. fun fact, his blood type is a POS. <laughs> a positive, okay. And his, what was his social security number? 241-76-4657. Yeah. Right here, guys. Official 
I had these made by on Amazon. I I looked up you had stats. Them made? Yes, oh, and then they stamped them for these are like normal dog tags that you can order. And I I had yeah. I, it's official. It's got Maverick on there, Pete. So anyway, guys. So the fun facts about my costume, Alfonso, is his biography while selling ice cream. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let's jump into what have we been playing and watching. I will go first since I'm talking right here. Jumped into some Forza Horizon 5. Man, we talk about it all the time. Just a great game. That What I love most about it, you jump in, you have a blast. It respects your time. And that's it. And then you leave and then you can come back whenever you want. Over 24 million players have played it. I checked the leaderboard. Finally finished the uh, Hot Wheels DLC. Loved it. Didn't do the last, the like, where you have to, everything like Chance did. Like all the register a time, whatever. There's like one more thing I need to do. I need to finish that last section. But again, I can get to it eventually. I'm not a pro like Bubble Boy. Bubble Boy, you've got some achievos you need to catch up on as well. I'm pretty sure they released some new stuff. So uh, just love that game. Respects your time. Worth every penny. Love Forza Horizon. Although I will say, Chance, I'm not very good at some of those high speed races. I was bumping all over the place, like, and the, and even on highly skilled, I was like, man, I suck. Like, I had to do a couple of races over because I couldn't beat them. So, loving it. Of course, playing Battlefield 2042 with the boys, Bubble Boy. I'm sure. Well, I'd like to hear his impressions on that in a second. But guys, the game I've obsessed with, and I can't stop thinking about dark souls three i am all aboard the dark souls guys it's in my head and like i'm realizing i talked to bogus randomly late one night early one morning for him and he's like dan i'm so happy to see you on dark souls three of course he was back in elden ring he just can't stop he's obsessed i really appreciate dark souls three because i can see how incredible the leap was to elden ring like Elden Ring, you guys, game of the year, obviously, quite possibly a generational game. What's cool about Dark Souls is I can see just where how they evolved everything and just took it to the next level. What's really cool is that it's, it runs 60 FPS on console with the FPS boost, which is just built into the console. So I'm getting a smooth 60 frame. It feels good but not as good as Elden Ring. Like it, They just tightened everything up in Elden Ring, which is awesome. I appreciate the kind of just one path, golden path that I'm doing right now. I've defeated two bosses. I think I beat that giant tree, Jose. I think you probably beat that. And I'm on to like, I'm heading towards the next one. I am a thief. Probably not the best class to be. I've got a cool mask. Been killing it with my dagger, you guys. I'm just using this little dagger, just destroying people. And I I can't stop thinking about it. So shout out to Dark Souls 3 one bad huge thing though guys achievements were not unlocking for me and i think i figured out why very bad and it's and it's not like oh like these crazy ones it's just like you beat the first boss you found this covenant or whatever they are right but i don't know did you play this one chance did you play three no so jose knows but basically I, i i figured it out i think I started my my or my thief character. Then I started a second one as a mercenary. Started to go through with a mercenary because I or no a warrior because he had bigger armor, a bigger weapon. I'm like, I want to be ready. Maybe this will help me. Things are not unlocking for this guy. Beat the first boss, no achievement. Found the covenant, no achievement. I'm like, what is going on? Switch to my back to my first character. Rebeat the boss achievement unlocked find this uh, covenant achievement unlocking so i think it's specifically tied to the first character 
you create. Otherwise, if you have a second one, nothing's unlocking. Very frustrating. Don't understand. I'm glad I went back. I just got another achievement today for discovering another covenant. Thank God. I believe that's what's happening. So just pro tip out there, whatever character you start first on Dark Souls, you either I don't know if deleting him and only having that other one would change it, but I didn't want to take the risk. So I guess I'm stuck as this thief and I just got to, to push through to get these achievements. I know we play to have fun in games, but a very not that's that's unacceptable in my eyes. Like that was the first time I was beating things, first time I was discovering frustrating. So uh Bubble Boy, toss it over to you. Tell me about what you've been playing and tell me what you think of Battlefield. Yeah. Um, so I, I took advantage of since I have this wonderful thing called Game Pass Ultimate, I'm also an EA plus EA EA play something. EA Play Pass. And EA, EA Play is Play included Pass. with your Game Pass subscription. Um, and so I get to play 10 hours of Battlefield, and I was like, oh, well, for sure. I'll load that fired up and see how it goes. Um, I had Jose and I had, what, three or four, like, kind of only in Battlefield moments last night when we were yep. playing together, and um, it was fun. I can tell they have put a lot of work into it. It was absolutely nothing like it was when I played that beta level which feels like 12 years ago at this point. Um, it was a little overwhelming with all the customization that you can do that I'm clearly super, super far behind on. Um, Dan, those we realized those characters that were locked for me are just locked behind leveling. So I've already got all, but I think there's like... Oh, I didn't know that. left, yeah. Yeah, I I, you know to, why so. too? When I bought the game originally, I didn't really play it much because like this game's broken. And what was it? But Johnny had played a bunch of it because he borrowed my Series oh. S like last winter. And yeah. so he like every every guy was unlocked. He got him pretty high in level. So I'm like, oh, I just thought yeah. everybody was there. So that makes sense. No. Um. One thing, one criticism that I didn't know about that I haven't heard a ton about, and you cannot tell me this is my fault. Um. The when you were talking about the headphones and how you were like you heard something over here and it was in the game, I can't tell you how many times I've with my Odyssey Penrose X, like elite of the elite headphones, um, hear somebody when I'm playing Conquest and I'm thinking like, oh, I, I can be in this very back corner. I hearing somebody like looking over here and hearing footsteps and then get stabbed from the other side. And I'm and I know you laugh and you've I'm been sure stabbed. I don't think I've been stabbed in that game once. I've been stabbed many <laughs> times. Because, well, if I'm like skill well, think about it. If you're just in this room and you like look over this way and somebody comes in right behind you, I, and I've stabbed like four or five people in the couple of hours I've played. Um, yeah, audio to me though, that's just that's always kind of like a struggle, you know. <sighs> Especially because with Battlefield Chance, think about all the stuff that's going on. You're going to be hearing just too much. Like if it's Halo, like that's much better. Um, If you're going to do that, do it or don't do it kind of thing. Um, Right. And so if you're going to have, because they have that setting, like am I putting it on spatial audio and and headphones? And that's a setting that you can always go and pick and stuff. And I did, and it's just not working. And it's amplified because I just came from a game that had just, S tier sound design and, and audio engineering in a Plague Tale Requiem, um, where you, it, it, there were times where it felt like you could hear every single rat on the screen and the music was just incredible. Um, 
All that being said, I did like Battlefield. I I don't know. I gosh, we'll see. I don't know how many hours I have left. I think I have like five hours um, of the free trial. I, it's thirty five right now. Jose was right. I should have got it when it was twelve bucks, but maybe it'll go down for Black Friday. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you'll be able to snag it for like if it's thirty or less for sure. Twenty twenty five, definitely highly recommend. Jose, what about you? What have you? Well, you already said Gothamite. Anything else? Or is I mean, Gothamites is what I've been mostly pouring into because I did want to have the review for this week for everybody that knew I was buying it. Um, but I'm, I'm, I like right now. I'm thinking about Gothamites. Like, I, it's a really, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> One other thing I didn't mention, it does really a great job with time because it loads really well in the sense that, like, like literally today we got home and we were going to dinner with my wife's friend and I we had literally 25 minutes. And normally, like with most games, like that's not even enough time to like go down to the TV, turn it on and get going and then just have to turn it off. And I literally like jumped on the couch, turned on my Xbox. I was right back in the game. I killed I did like two quick things with a with a um like gang members, went and talked to this guy, and then I ended my night to go to the Belfry, and it was like a perfect pause point, and I could just jump back in whenever I want. Like I really like that feature. And I don't know if that's because it is 30 frames per second or because they were they were really smart with some of the engine stuff. But man, I just I can't tell you enough good things. I'm really, really enjoying it. So I, I just hope it does live up to like the ending. I'm I'm not worried about that, but just like that's that would be a big disappointment if they don't end on a big note. So we'll see there. And then of course Battlefield 2042. I was great to see Chance on there the other night. Um, just had some fun. I had one of the best games of my night of my life the other yeah, night. I did. I was in a helicopter with some dude who was just a baller pilot and I was his gunner. And man, I was I I kid you not, I finished the round with like twenty five thousand XP, yeah. which like you came in you came in second place out of the hundred and twenty eight. Yeah. So I was I was doing pretty was good. Was he in first so. place? No, the guy flying the helicopter. Yeah, yeah. Was yeah he was first, yeah. but I was second, man. And I and to be fair, I was getting lots of kills. I just he was he was an incredible pilot. Like there were so many times where I thought we were gonna crash, and instead of bailing, I was just like, I'm gonna ride it out, man. And he would manage to pull us out. Yeah. And yes, he did. Holy it was, cow. It was killer, man. So it's a lot of fun. I'm excited to play that with the boys too. I, the one critique I do have for Battlefield right now is I wish every conquest, breakthrough, rush all had the older maps in it. It only seems to be like it, it rotates. Like one week, conquest will have the old Battlefield maps, or rush I, will have the old Battlefield maps. I feel like I, all I've played is Arika Harbor. Really? Like, wow. Yes. Well, you're blessed. You should be thankful. Okay. Okay. And my Arika Harbor. Is that uh, I wish you could have squads bigger than four. Yeah, like not squads, yeah, but I wish, it, okay. I wish games could be bigger than four. So dumb. For those so listening, yay and dice, please fix that, please. Yeah. It would just be awesome. To if play you have more than party. four people, you should all be able to get in the same game and just be on separate squads. It's so dumb. It, uh, yeah, we don't need to talk about that. Guys, let's close the show like we always do with the best food we had this week. Chiwetel Bear, you know. I had two more to the list. Chicken Popeyes went over to the new Popeyes. I texted you guys, sent the picture over off of south of Jewel and Wadsworth. It's a nice one, right? Oh my gosh, that's the nicest Popeyes I've ever seen and ever ever will seen or see. It just incredible, great service. And I was like, hmm, I don't know about these kids running the show over there. They all looked young in there. Made a fantastic spicy chicken sandwich. I even asked for extra spicy sauce standard. Killed it. So shout out to Popeyes. That was definitely the best food. I this week also had some Krispy Kremes yesterday for Grayson's birthday. I had six. Incredible. Love me. Dude, Krispy Kremes. Got a record. Just amazing. I played basketball and I only had a Whopper earlier that day. So I paid out after the game. So how did you get away with that? Oh, Allie. 
she just accepts that I'm a pig. She was sloth. asleep. <laughs> it's just common knowledge. Somebody Dan, or I mean, uh, a Mikey, that's a pro tip. Let her go to sleep and you can eat all the donuts. And then in the morning, who ate these donuts? I don't know. I got to go to work. Bye. Yeah. A Krispy Kreme dozen. Down, is, yeah. It's always six donuts. I don't, I don't know. Um, oh. I will go. I'm going to pause. Yeah, yeah, my bad. I'll I'll go. Um, I had a couple. I have to just massive shout out, and it's you knew it was gonna be good, but um, I had a Heath Blizzard added brownie to it, and just incredible. Like I, we sounds were insane, there. incredible, it was, it was wonderful. It was wonderful, and I like we had it. We brought went and got Dairy Queen and brought it over to my parents' house because I had to bring some stuff over to them, and you know they all got Cora gets like a strawberry sundae, which is cute and cool, and but I'm like. That's so boring. Um, and you know, Ashley and my what mom is this get, amateur hour? Exactly. They get they get their little mini blizzards and they're done after like half a bite. I know. And and they're all like everybody's just like looking at me. And my dad got a dilly bar. I was like, I didn't even know they made those anymore. I know, right? Um, he's like, they're the best, man. He's like, You don't you don't make fun of me. I love them. But anyway, so I'm just eating it and I'm just enjoying the heck out of it. And everybody's like, that looks incredible. What'd you get? I was like, you had the choice. You could have gotten something really delicious too. And so Annie was like sitting in the middle of us and she was just like going around, like having little bits of everybody's. And then it got to the point where she was just like, no, I just want daddy's like, I'm going straight back to his every time. Cause it was, it was amazing. So highly recommend you get the, the going to have to do that. Yep. The brownie, brownie and the Heath. Heath. You no, you. I added Heath to the brownie, because oh. then it's chocolate ice cream, not just the vanilla ice cream. I like the vanilla chance. I'm gonna try. Either I'm way, gonna, I'll report back yeah. to you. I'm gonna do yeah, Heath yeah. as brownie. That's the only way to to really truly do the scientific approach like we needed. Um, and I'll just stop there. Fair Hello enough. There. Tell uh, us about this awesome dinner you had tonight. Oh, I'll tell you about that in a minute. Uh, <laughs> So my best thing I had this week was uh, on Sunday we went to my parents and we had these tamales from this place called Dos Toros, Two Bulls. I'd never been there, but they were amazing tamales. I hadn't had tamales like that in a long time. So Can I jump in, in here, Jose? Tamales? Overrated. Okay. Well, then don't Hot go there. take. Uh, I thought they were delicious. Um, that was the best thing I had. We also had like beans and my dad made homemade tortillas, which was phenomenal, like with like real butter and lard and stuff great um i we also one of my favorite things from costco was not there the last couple times we've been shopping it's the orange chicken that's like frozen that you like candy chicken baby so good and they didn't have it and we were so bummed that we thought they got rid of it but they was back so i bought two boxes totally excessive um had that this week on monday and then uh last night or two nights ago, I'm sorry, uh, I had to do a coverage and I was at school till really, really late. But on the way home, got to stop at that good old Taco Bell and got their quesadilla meal. Man, it's such it's a, they make a dang good chicken quesadilla. I love the chicken quesadilla. Overpriced, but delicious. Overpriced, but yeah. it is very, yeah. very good on their menu. Highly recommend. That was the best food that I had this week. Gentlemen, this has been Xbox. Record this episode 78. My name is Captain Pete Mitchell. You can follow me at Daddy D. Wally on all social media. You can follow the show at Daddy, or sorry, at Xbox Record This on all social media. Bubble Boy, where can people find you? Alfonso's Ice Cream Shop, where I'll be slinging scoops. And Hammerhead, where can people find you? Uh, it's Jeff, Jeff the Hammerhead. You can find me on Instagram at Chipotle Bear or, in, or uh, Twitter, Chipotle underscore Bear. You can also find me back in Gotham City 
pronto. As always, you ghouls and ghosts and goblins and vampires, have a safe Halloween and see you online. See you online. See you online. See you online. Did you know that a young boy drowned the year before those two others were killed? The counselors weren't paying any attention. They were making love while that young boy drowned. His name was Jason. Xbox, record this as a podcast created by Daniel Walensic. You can follow him at Daddy Diwali on all social media. The assistant to the co host is Jose Martinez, and you can follow him at Chipotle underscore bear on Twitter. The assistant to the assistant to the co host is Chance Siegel. And you can follow him at BubbleBoyN7. You can follow the show at Xbox Record This on all social media. If you'd like to find out more about the show, visit XboxRecordThis.com.